Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Together, tell somebody, dwell together in unity. God says it's, 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 it's good and pleasant for you to dwell in unity. It is like the precious ointment on the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Harmon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for the Lord commands a blessing, even life evermore. What is the word saying? That where I see unity, I find it's precious like oil that flows off of Aaron's beard. And where I see that oil, I command a blessing. What am I saying? You can't be Lone Ranger and be truly blessed like God desires. You have to be unified. Tell somebody to be unified. You have to be unified with somebody. Now, uh, turn with me to Ecclesiastes 4 and 11. It says, again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can, keep warm, how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one alone, two will withstand him, meaning two will resist him, and a three-stranded or three-folded cord is not easily broken. I want to tell you this. Satan's objective is to break our unity. He knows the power of unification. In Genesis, when we, we could be so unified when they were building the Tower of Babel, they, were, they made up in their mind that they were going to actually build a tower to get into heaven. And they were in the process of doing it. They were so unified that God said, I've got to confuse their language or they're going to they're get up into heaven and they're going to start thinking they're God. Tell somebody, unification is powerful. It's powerful. It, it, it works in the church. It works in the club. Y'all know y'all have been to a club where it's all dry? It's because people are unified. <laughs> y'all can snicker a little bit. Pastor, I'm never Yes, you have. But the degree of that party being, that party or that club experience or that concert is because everybody was crowd surfing. It's unification. Everybody was on the same beat. Everybody was doing everything together. You know what I'm saying? So the devil understands the principle of unification. And he says that if y'all unify with each other and you unify with God, oh my God, on one accord, in one place, walking together, nothing is going to be impossible. And so he hates unity. But today, before I let you sit down, we're going to talk about pressure points. Somebody say pressure points. Pressure points. The point at which your relationship is under stress and pressure. Fact of the matter is, we all know how to get along together, but we don't know how to disagree together. I love you as long as I agree with you. Ooh, girl, yeah, yeah. Girl, you finishing my sentence. I was thinking that too. But what about when we disagree? Come on now. We know how to agree together. We know how to, we, we know how to, you know, uh, uh, oh yeah, I was thinking that too. And then, yeah, that's on my prayer list. And that's what I'm believing God with. But what it went when, 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 our, when our paths intersect and your will starts struggling against my will. And because I'm so close to you, I've got a vision for your life, but you're doing the opposite of what I think. What about at the moment where we don't agree? Those are pressure points. And it's how we navigate those pressure points. We'll determine, because don't forget, the devil is against unity. So he will use our pressure points to drive us 
away from those that God has called us to be connected to. You may be seated. Somebody say pressure points. For the sake of, for the sake of conversation, a pressure point uh, in reflexology, it is, it is a point on the body to which pressure is applied for therapeutic purposes. I don't know anybody study kind of reflexology, but, the, but the, this right here, if you squeeze this area right here, it helps with digestion. If you, if, you, if you squeeze like this right here, this is good for your, for, for your optic nerves. I mean, it's, it's on your feet or, you know, and so tell somebody, it can be therapeutic. But I also know somebody get hit on a temple, it can be detrimental. It can be deathly. <laughs> right. Lady Tim said, anybody ever hit your funny bone before? <laughs> it ain't too funny, is it? But, 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 but we're talking about pressure points, points in which we all can go along parallel paths and, and we're all fine and we're all dandy. Oh, I love you. I love you too. Oh, we, we're just so compatible. I love that woman on the front row. How many know opposites attract? Don't they? Now, I'm, I'm a shopper. Like, I, I, I'm a shopper. Like, I, I know what I got in mind. I know what I'm going to get. Okay? My wife, she's going to go to about 10 of them, go back to the third one and the first one. No. Somebody say, don't, no, don't, don't defend it. But, but we, we, we are sometimes like oil and water. We clash. We clash because that's not the way I would do it and that's not the way I want to do it or me waiting on her is imposing on the things I got to do. And we have points of pressure. But God said, here's what God is saying. He said, unification is a choice. And so it's being separate from each other. And this may not seem ultra spiritual today, but it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. And it's how we navigate, not when we're unified, but when we're not congruent together. How we navigate that, see, our objective is to get back in unity as quick as we can. But what we do is we, 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 we make a campaign and we plan a, plan a polo bar on our disagreement rather than getting over our disagreement. And the devil has entry in. Amen? Got a couple notes for you. First is conflict. Somebody say conflict. Conflict is the proving ground of relationship. I don't know how much we love each other till we're till we not getting along. Come on now. You, you, you don't, whenever, when, when birds are chirping and, and butterflies are flying around and little bunnies are hopping around, oh, I did, our true relationship is when you do something that hurts me. When you do something that wounds me, my love is tested in the crucible of conflict and disagreement. That's the testing of your trust, the testing of your love. They're testing in your faith and your fidelity in each other. And what God is saying is that we need to be aware that there are going to be moments of conflict. You get two people in the room, you got potential for conflict. It's the way I like it versus the way you like it. It's the way you would do it, the way I would do it. I prefer up, you prefer down. I prefer blue, you prefer yellow. If you get more than one person, sometimes, and if we can be honest, sometimes we're, we're in conflict with ourselves. Come on now, the past, the present, and the future us sitting around having a conversation with each other. Can we tell the truth today? Amen. But it's, it's, it's vitally important that we understand that conflict is necessary. When the Bible says they iron sharpen iron, that means that two hard things are coming together. You can't, you can't sharpen a knife with a stick of butter. Come on, somebody, that made, sometimes that makes too much sense. It takes something hard to sharpen the other, uh, uh, other hard thing. And guess what? 
whenever things are in conflict with each other, when iron hits iron, sparks fly. Am I telling the truth? Because two opposing things that are of equal strength, they create chaos, but out of that chaos, both of them become better. So this is for everybody that always want to be around everybody that's a bobblehead and agreeing with you. No, you need somebody in your squad that's willing to challenge you. You need somebody to tell you, like, no, I don't agree with you. I know you ever since we, were, we rode bikes together, and I know, yeah, you say you're going to do that. But come on, man, you done started this, and you started that. Come on. Come on now. Come on, Cletus. You talking good, but I remember 10 years ago you started this, and you started that, and you hadn't finished that. Now, you may be mad at them, but you need somebody like that to sharpen you. Sometimes people like to have a, have a peanut gallery and, and people around them that is going to cheer them. And you need people to be encouraged, but you also need people that are going to make some sparks fly every now and then. Amen? Amen. So, so, so uh, th- here's the thing. There's a couple things. I'm just sharing just a couple just some truths with y'all. It's not that you disagree. And, and, and let's, shoot, let's, shoot this, let, let's shoot this sacred cow down now that... Uh, because we're Christians, everything is supposed to be kumbaya, and we're supposed to be holding hands all the time, and everything is going to be smiling, and you know, no, no, there are going to be times where we're, we're not, but the Word of God says that we come together and we reason. Yes. And that's where, in the modern day church, we want to talk to everybody else, but we don't want to reason with the one to which we have conflict. I'm preaching anyway. Fact is, you got an opinion. Your mouth wadded up, you got an attitude, your eyebrow raised, and the other one lowered. And you want to talk to everybody but the right body to resolve it. Oh, God, I'm sorry, y'all. I know it's supposed to be fun because it's a holiday. Amen. But we got to become better at our relationships. God said, your next level is attached to somebody that you need. And so the devil said, if I can make y'all uh, 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 have acrimony between each other, and if I can make y'all, you looking at the other one funny, and they looking at the other one funny, I can, you, you, you'll have it in your heart, but it'll never get out to your heart and to the world because you needed that connection. See, we can't be ignorant of Satan's devices. But the very thing that the devil comes to try, try, try to drive a wedge, God said, that conflict is what's going to sharpen you. But if we're insecure and we need to surround ourselves with yes people all the time, you'll never get sharpened. You'll be dull. Tell somebody, don't be dull. It's not that, it's not that you disagree. It's how you disagree. Tell somebody, it's not that you disagree. That's, what the, the game, that's the game the devil has played on us. That, you know, you don't say nothing. You want to be nice and Christianly. It's not the fact that you disagree. It's how you disagree. Are you coming for, are you coming for, for the sake of, of trying to get understanding? Or are you just being contrary to be contrary? You know? It's how. Tell somebody, it's how you do it. When in conflict... This is what I want you to ask yourself. Is the goal to resolve it or to win? All right. Woo! Now, I'm, I can, if, if I can be transparent, this is what I struggle with. Because I like to win. <laughs> when I got a disagreement, my job is to utterly destroy my opponent and win. <laughs> I'm serious, too. <laughs> Ain't it right, baby? I'm a, ma- I'm a master debater. And so I have to struggle with that. So that, you know, no, 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 no. I've thought about this. I've analyzed this. I've, I've, I've thought all those scenarios. Am, am I right, man? Come on. I've thought about this. I've thought about all the scenarios, and, and that's just not possible. And this is why, yeah, you thought about that, but I'm going to shoot a hole in that. Pull. Is your objective in conflict, is it to win or is it to resolve the conflict? Because let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, I guess, my, my brothers and our husbands. 
You can win the battle, but you can lose the war. Amen. I'm telling you somebody like, I, I walk like George Evans. Like, I won that. Yeah, but bro, you lost the war. And so the point of our conflict, we don't, we don't, we just don't fight for fighting. So y'all ever known people that just like to fight? Just, just, just looking for one. You know, especially it's hot like this, they looking around at people. What you looking at? What you looking at? <laughs> I mean, some people just like to fight for fighting sake. But the fact of the matter is, it, it, it is not, it, we're wasting our energy, we're wasting our emotion, and we're wasting time. God said, there is a time for everything. There's a time to, there's time to fight, there's a time to refrain from fighting. And sometimes we have to have strategic conflict, but the purpose of that conflict should be to provide resolution and a path to move forward. Yeah. Amen. Is this good teaching, y'all? Yeah. And so many times we shy away because I'm Christian and I don't want to ruffle any feathers and I don't want to do this. Meanwhile, the devil is on the other side. He's talking in their ear. He's talking in your ear because he's after your unification. He knows that you can do more together than you can apart. And so the devil, he, he, he eats away in, in people's emotions and people's insecurities. And, and, and guess what? Here's what ends up happening, y'all. And y'all, y'all know this happens. You try to avoid having the hard conversation. You, ha- you try to avoid saying, and guess what? When everything blow up, you end up saying it anyway. But you're saying it angry, and it's too late to save it because you could have said it back then. Maybe, maybe that's just me. And God is saying, there are strategic times where I will ordain you, and I will tell you there needs to be a conflicting moment. You need to apply some a pressure. You need to apply some pressure to this relationship in order for it to survive. But sometimes we, we, we move in fear. We move in apprehension. But if you're coming in love, somebody say love. love. It's not what you do is how you do it. That's why the, why, why the Bible says be quick to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to be angry. We should do everything with a sober spirit. Somebody say sober. See what we do, we wait until we get angry and then we let everything out. And then we add salt, paprika, and we add all that other stuff. And the thing that we wanted to communicate gets lost. Because of how we delivered it. Oh man, this is good teaching. Tell somebody, you got a shift in your relationships. And guess what? It's the ones that are closest to us. It's the ones that are closest to us that we have access to to do the most damage and to do the most good. Amen? There's a story in the Bible. There are two brothers. They were twins. They were, they were, they were fraternal twins. It's Jacob and Esau. They were born, and from the, and from the beginning, when they were born, they were born in each other's, in, in the mother's womb. One of them was born, and the other was holding on to his heel. They were fighting to see which one was going to get out first. Mothers, can y'all believe all that going on? I mean, he was holding on to his heel while he was coming out. And they, and they were totally opposite. One was a hunter. Esau was a hunter and a gatherer. He was, a, he was kind of a wild, kind of r- rustic kind of guy. And the other guy, he was, he was a smooth, kind of suave guy. And he was, a, he was a favorite of his mother. And Isaac was about to die. Isaac, when Isaac was about to die, his, the word God said his, 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 his eyes got dim. And, and the mother, she said, look, you, uh, she told Jacob, Jacob, you weren't born first. But what we're going to do I'm going to send your brother off to go hunting to find something to eat. And we're going to put animal skins on you. And we're going to rub some some blood and some stuff so you smell like you've been out hunting. So that your father, who can't see, we're going to trick him so that you can get the blessing. Somebody say the blessing. See, back then it wasn't available for everybody. It was conferred and it was endowed to people. Somebody say the blessing. blessing. 
And so he, she said, so they, they contrived up this plan, and then he ended up going to his father. He said, he said, Esau, is that you? He said, yeah, daddy, it's me. He said, I'm about to go. He said, he said would you please just give me the blessing? He gave a blessing, and then Esau came in from hunting, and he realized his daddy was about to, about to die. He said, Father, Father, give me the blessing. He said, wait a minute. Wasn't that you? Wasn't that you? That, no, he said, no, that was my brother. He said, I can't do nothing else. I've already given it away. I'm telling y'all the Bible got good stuff in it, y'all. You need to read no steamy novel. There's some good stuff in the Bible. <laughs> and so what ended, up, what ended up happening is the word of God says that Esau was so angry he wanted to kill his brother. It's a pressure point. Because he already took his birthright. He made a deal with him and gave his birthright for, for a bowl of soup. Now, I ain't never been hungry to give up my birthright. He must have been hungry. But, oh. but he had already given up his birthright. And then his brother goes to say, he said, well, I gave him my birthright, but at least I'm entitled to the blessing. And then he comes and find out the word of God said he was wroth with anger and he wanted to kill and get and look what look what Jacob did. Instead of confronting, instead of standing up, say, Man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. He ran. Somebody say he ran. ran. He ran for his life. Oh, terrible Jacob. How many times have you ran? Rather than rather than facing the music. Rather than having a good conversation, rather than having a difficult conversation where, where we're going to pull off some scabs and we're going to do something, how many times have you ran from something that you should have confronted? All for the sake of keeping peace. Running, all running is not equal and all running does not look the same. You can be sitting in the car with your spouse every day and be running. You can see each other every week for Sunday dinner and be running. You can be present but not accounted for. And God said that you have to stop running. Everything you can't tell to me, some things you, some things you have to open up your mouth and tell to your brother or your sister. And you have to reason this thing out. You have to say, hey, you hurt me. So, okay, I didn't, I didn't realize I do this. How many know that most people in, in, their, in their good heart of hearts don't mean to hurt you? Sometimes we're just acting and doing. But, but there, there is an exclusive group of people that's just twisted and wicked and they mean to hurt people. But most people don't mean to hurt you. But when we don't speak up, what ends up the devil gets in our mind and he, 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 he skews our vision. He puts another lens over our eyes and we start seeing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they was doing then. Uh-huh. You, you start looking back over their Facebook posts. Uh-huh. That's what they meant. The devil will play mind games on you when all you got to do is walk down the hall and have a conversation. We are bad at, man at managing our pressure points, y'all. And God said that if you really want to reconcile, somebody say reconcile. If you really want to reconcile, if you really want to move forward, it's going to require that you bridge and you heal what you're connected to. See, one way we run is we'll just discard this. Oh, I knew, I knew it was going to end up like that. So I throw this one away and I go find me another one. I go find me another I go find me a new best friend. I go find me a new church. They didn't recognize me, so I find me a new church. Well, guess what? They gonna offend you too. And where you gonna go then? See, I understand the word of God said that offenses will come. Tell somebody offenses will come. But being offended is a choice. Offenses are gonna come. But that does not require that I be offended. I can let it roll off. Oh, I can, you know, you know what? That, that hurt a little bit, so let's talk about it. Amen? Amen. 
So I got three, three scriptures I just want to share with you. Matthew 18. 15 through 17 says this. This is how we fix pressure points. Tell somebody, we're going to fix pressure points. If your brother sins against you, go to him and tell him his fault. Between you and him, what does the word say on the screen, y'all? Alone. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him. You and him alone. We rarely do that. It's not that we ain't going to talk about it. We ain't going to talk about it to the person who sinned against us. Go on now. Can we tell the truth today? Did you see how he did me? Did you see how he, did you see that post? Did you talk to the people who can solve it? That's right. One of the things that burned me up when I was in the workforce, people in the break room complaining. Everybody, we all on the same level. I would just go to the person in the office and say, look, I got a concern about this. And, and, and nine times out of ten, it was a whole other thing that they enlightened me, and then I understood. Now, those people are called brown noses. All right. But the fact of the matter is, if there's something going on, won't you go to the people who can do something about it? Amen. Not amongst the people. <laughs> you ain't got no power. You, ain't, you, can't, you can't write no policy. You ain't signing no checks. So why am I talking to you about it? Oh, now, sometimes, some things make too much sense. Oh, <laughs> I'm off my soapbox. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> The word of God say, go between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. And this is, this is, y'all, this is good. This is good stuff to live by. But if he does not listen, then take one or two others along with you. This is Bible, this is Bible prescription for solving conflict. Y'all hear me? How many Christians in this room? That the Bible is our, is our guidebook for living. Amen. The word of God says go to them alone first. But if they don't listen to you, go back to them with one or two people. Now don't just come in, don't just bring in anybody unless you use some wisdom. That's right. That's right. No, don't, don't bring Eddie gonna tell everybody. Bring somebody that both of you trust. To come and broker a resolution together. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, y'all. See, so many times we get away from the simplicity of the Bible. The Bible is telling us that if we have conflict, go to them yourself first. Then go to somebody and bring somebody, a trusted confidant that both of you have trust and, re and relationship with to try to broker something together. And look at this, y'all. But... Uh, and that, that, every charge may be that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And if he refuses to listen to them... Tell it to the church. Now let me let me let me explain this. We gotta rightly divide the word. <laughs> Tell me we gotta rightly divide the word. <laughs> now don't make go around, get on no hotline, tell everybody in the church. That means you come to an elder of the church. Come on, we gotta explain the Bible right. <laughs> am, I, am I talking a good daddy? <laughs> we gotta we gotta come to an elder of the church. Don't have to be pastor. It can be an elder of the church. Right. Somebody that is trusted, that you know that is well-versed and that you trust in the gospel. Amen. Come on, that's good teaching today, y'all. See, this will keep the devil out. And then you come to them. And then, then, look, then look at what it says. Is anybody being blessed by this today? Amen. Yes. Amen. And if he refuses... To, uh, even to even to the church to listen to them at church, then let him be after you as a Gentile and a tax collector. That means that after you went to him yourself, after you went to him to a, with a brother and sister in Christ, after after you uh, after you go to somebody, an elder in the church to try to resolve it, and they still refuse it, God said, just leave him alone. Because you have done you have done three. Earnest trying to, to try to resolve something. And guess what? It takes two to dance together, y'all. And there are people in life that are not, I don't care, they are just disagreeable, miserable people, and you cannot change them. And this is where, see, this is where we fail to stop following the Bible. The Bible said, after a while, just leave them alone. Is this good talking to you today, y'all? 
The Bible says, just leave them alone. And this is where we get over into, we, we, we get trying to be in our God complex. No, I'm going to change you. No, you got to see that you're in your error. No, you, I, and then we, get, we, we find ourselves trying to be God, trying to change people. God said, I never called you. God said, I called you to try to resolve the conflict. Take every step and every precaution you can to try to come in harmony. But some people are not going to be harmonious. And God said, just leave them alone. I ain't going to hate you. I ain't going to talk about you in the street. But I don't fool with you. Amen. If you ever need something, call me and I'll, I'll pray about it. I ain't going to do nothing against you. But there are some people that, 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 that will be a vexer to your spirit. And the devil doesn't care how he gets you chasing wild gooses and chasing waterfalls. His objective is to distract us. Amen. And so many times as Christians, we want to, we, we want to, we want to, we want, won't you love? Won't you love me? Won't you stay with God? Why don't you do this? And some people have made a conscious decision that I don't want to do right. And the Bible says, treat them like a Gentile or a tax collector. Now you have to understand that Jews didn't deal with Gentiles. And whenever they saw the tax collector, that was a person that they had disdain for in the modern day society. God said, don't, don't fool with them. Tell somebody, don't fool with them. The Bible says that you don't have to fool with them if you've gone through the steps. Is this good teaching today, y'all? Yeah. Dealing with pressure points. See, what we're, what we're trying to do is the first time they do something we don't like, we're trying to jump all the way to the end. <laughs> I'm treating you like a Gentile or a tax collector. The Bible said I can do it. No, no, no. You got to go through the steps. Tell somebody, tell somebody to go through the steps. And if and, and, and if and if they, and if they if they're not agreeable to it, God said you can you, you you're released. Amen. Is this good teaching? Amen. 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 Ephesians the fourth chapter, the thirty-first verse it says, "Let our bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with malice." Be kind to enough to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgave you. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm pulling it away. Say, put it away. I'm sorry. Guess what? How many of y'all know, tell, tell, uh, know that we got malice, anger, and clamor just, in, just within arm's reach of us? <laughs> come on, come on. If we have some conflict with somebody or, 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 or somebody does something to us, I can grab my clamoring real quick. Yeah. Come on, I can grab my bitterness real quick. I've got a pre-written written speech for some people. <laughs> that when you do something, I'm going to tell you for all new, future, and past. Come on, come on, come on. It ain't just me. I've already told them off in my mind about 20 times. And wait for them to say the wrong thing. Boy, I'm going to open this can on you. Come on now, tell the truth. Tell the truth, say the devil. Y'all got some pre-written speeches already out there. Come on now. The minute they do something, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. And God said, God said what, you, what you're doing, you are practicing malice. You're practicing strife? Why, why, why can't you be practicing for when y'all get together how much you're going to bless them and how much y'all going to do together? Why are you rehearsing moments of conflict? We'll even say, I wish they would. How many of you know that life and death is in the power of the tongue? <laughs> Tell me, I wish they would. And guess what? What your wish will be somebody's command and you'll find yourself in that situation. And I'm Y'all, it's comical, but I'm telling you how we are letting the devil have run roughshod in our lives. Because our inability to resolve conflict. The word of God says you should put away. You should put it away. Meaning that I have access to it, but I'm putting it away. I know people in this room that are gun owners. They don't have a gun just all on the coffee table. You know why? Because they know that it's a deadly weapon. So therefore, I put it away yes, until the point where I need it. Yes. 
But if it's out and about, it's going to end up harming some people. And that's how we are sometimes with our attitudes. We got our attitude just all out on the coffee table. We got our feelings all the way out there just ready for somebody to trample on it. We, 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 got, we got all these things that, and saying, God said, you need to put those things away. You're living in a state of malice and it's only a matter of time before somebody hits your button and then you're going to let it all out. And guess what? After you come to yourself, after you stop seeing red and you come back to yourself, you would have burned down bridges and relationships that it took you a lifetime to build. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, we, we, the neighborhood that we live in, the, 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 the highway is buying it out. I mean, the, the state is building a highway through it. And so we see on a weekly basis them tearing down a house. And it, it is the saddest thing. One, it, it is the saddest thing for, to see a perfectly good house just being torn down. Like, many are homeless people in the world. And, but the most amazing thing, houses that took five months to build get torn down in one day. What am I saying? I'm saying that it can take you a lifetime to build trust. Right. It can take you a lifetime to build love and fidelity and, 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 and real relationship. But one failed move can bring it all down. And that's what the devil is banking on. He's banking, and I can make you mad enough. I can make you jealous enough. I can make you envious enough. I can make you a wroth with anger just enough that you will tear down what it took you a lifetime to build. But tell somebody, it won't be me. It won't be me. That won't be me. Amen. The last thing I want to share with you before we go is five steps. Somebody say five steps. steps. Anybody been blessed by this today? Five steps to manage your pressure points. I want everybody to write this down or or take take a picture on the screen. The first is show humility. Somebody say humility. Word of God says that God hates a proud and a haughty spirit. He also says that the humble is the one that's going to be exalted. You have to practice humility. Because the first thing when you have some conflict is, if you're like me, is you puff up. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) The way I think is right. And you got the nerve to oppose me. Tell you what my mama always say, take low. It's not a weak man that's humble. It takes a strong man to lay his will down. For the sake of a larger goal. How many know we're not living for the episode of the day? We're living for our future. And so we have to practice humility. First of all, recognize God, this is a moment of conflict. And it's with somebody I love and I cherish. So do I want to go with them with bravado and, and, and trying to be the man and trying to be the woman and you ain't going to pump me down or am I going to come in humility? Because how I many you know a soft answer will turn away wrath? Yes, it is. But when we all puffed up, we, we, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody no posture like this going to talk soft <laughs> or going to talk nice. You coming to tell it how it is. No, no, it's right. Amen? Amen? Number two, somebody say number two. Number two is to show Love. Love covers a multitude of sin. We were dead in our trespass, y'all. But God showed us love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen? People have diluted the word love so much. You can love on Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, people have diluted it so to such a degree that we can, we don't even recognize true love when it's in our face. But true love is I can love you through tough times. Tell somebody show love. Number two is give grace. Number three. Number three says give grace. Somebody say somebody say say give grace. Give some grace to people. You want, some, you want grace? That's right. When you mess up, when you offend somebody, when you act like you are you out of your mind and you didn't speak to people because you had a bad day, you want everybody to be understanding to you. That's right. But when you are the offended party, 
Are you quick to give them grace? So you know what? They must be having a bad day today. I'm going to let it slide. I may talk to it to them later, but now is not the right time. Tell somebody to give grace. What is grace? I'm going to give you some wiggle room. Knowing that everybody is subject to have a bad moment. Right? Everybody's, everybody's entitled to make emotional decisions. You do. Everybody is entitled to, to snap at somebody. You don't know what I mean? They, they, I mean, they, they could be, their blood work could be off. You, you don't know what people are going through. Tell somebody to give grace. Is this good to anybody today? Hey Amen. It ain't nothing going to make you shy, but just good stuff to live by. Amen. The other is, number four, somebody say number four. Make peace. peace. I thought about how we manage our pressure points. Make peace. Tell somebody, make peace. peace. How can we make peace? Sometimes making peace, and let let, let us delineate. There's a difference between making peace and keeping peace. See, a lot of times we don't speak up, and a lot of things we do in the name of keeping peace. That's based out of fear. But when we make peace, sometimes there's a hard conversation we got to have. Sometimes I got to tell you no. Because my objective is to make peace. Because if I say yes, this cycle is going to continue. And it's tormenting me. Mm. Me, 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 uh, uh, let let you stay over my house every time you get get in a pickle. Or me lending you money every time you get in a jam. I know I'm coming down your street. <laughs> oh me, oh me, oh me, st- oh me, staying up to three o'clock, listening to listening to your mistakes and your regrets. If I say no, you might get mad at me, but I'm keeping peace. I'm not making peace. And sometimes to make peace, we have to break the cycle of keeping peace. And sometimes the people that the people, the people that you tell no to, the people that you stop in the middle of their tracks, they're going to think that you're going to call you, I thought you was a Christian, and I thought you loved God. And they're going to they gonna start to start quoting scriptures. The book of Paul say Paul didn't write no book. <laughs> there ain't no book of Paul. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to become a biblical scholar. And don't, don't, judge and, don't judge unless you like it. No, it ain't, it ain't how the Bible say it. But all of a sudden, they become biblical scholars, and they're going to tell you about yourself when the fact of the matter is, look, just get ready. Tell somebody, get ready. They're going to throw a tantrum. They're going to get emotional. They're going to go through their routine. They're going to kick, and they're going to scream, but they'll get over it. Yes, they will. Are you a peacekeeper? Or are you a peacemaker? And the Bible says only the peacemaker is going to be blessed. The peacekeeper is not going to be blessed. When you're trying to keep peace, you're trying to bless the situation yourself. This is good talking today. If you are, if you are a peacemaker, the peacemaker is the one that Jesus said on the mount when he was teaching his disciples to be attitude. The peacemaker is the one that's going to be blessed. When you try to keep peace, you say, God, I got this. And so my challenge to you is to be a peacemaker. Tell somebody to make peace. And the last one is everybody is standing. We all blessed by the word today. Wasn't a bunch of shouting and parading and running around. I didn't even sweat a little bit. I'm all right. But sometimes we just need to be taught. I'm telling you, if you apply this today, it will mend places that have just been broken. The last one is be a reconciler. Touch somebody and tell them reconcile. And let me tell you this. Reconciliation is a is an accounting term. I don't know if anybody ever worked in retail. What they call it, your drawer being off. Right? The receipts say this. <laughs> but the register a little short. Right? And there was an auditor or a comptroller or somebody that works there that compares this with this. And their job is to make sure things balance out. 
Somebody do your hands like this. God says that we should be reconcilers. Our job is to bring things back to balance. I may not have been the wrong party, but God called me to be a reconciler. They may, they may need to be the one that says, I'm sorry, I went wrong. But God called us to be reconciled. Somebody do your hands like that. Our job is to bring balance. Bring balance to relationships. And get, look, I'm going to free you up. Because are you saying, Pastor Todd, are you saying that I got to go and I got to uh, subject myself to this abuse again and these negative ways? No, I'm not saying that. Reconciliation means that we just come to what the bottom line is. One plus one is two. It's irrefutable, right? Sometimes reconciliation means we may have to part ways. I just need to know what the bottom line is. Because I can't keep I can't keep going like this. Anybody ever had relationships where you just like this? I don't know whether to say hey, I don't know whether to say. This, I mean, it's, it's just, it's too, there's too much volatility. God said, God said, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. I just need to know where we stand. Amen. Is this good teaching today, y'all? God said, you need to be a reconciler. You need to bring things into balance so that both parties know without a shadow of doubt. This is where we are. Tell your neighbor you can handle your pressure points. I believe that I believe that the relationships God has given us, the people that we're born to, the families that we're in, it is not by mistake. The people that you're connected to, it is not by mistake. It is not by accident. It is providence that you're connected to who you're connected to. And the devil has come in, and let's be honest, we've been in the mix too. Is everything ain't the devil? Some of it is us. Amen. 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 Some of it is us. Amen. A good majority of it is us. We're doing the devil's bidding for him. But God is saying that if you learn to manage, tell somebody, I'm a good manager. I'm a good manager. You may not be yet, but keep saying, I'm a good manager. I'm a good manager. God said, these pressure points are going to come. You may be, in, 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 anybody by the show of hands, anybody in a pressure point right now? God is saying, you can manage it. It may be some hard things. It may be some things out of your nature. Especially for people who just, they're, they're introverted people. And you know, you know, God, it is possible. With, with God, all things are possible. Some people ain't got no problem confronting people. You know, that's just, that's like, you, we, need, we need to pull you back a little bit. You try to confront everybody. But my prayer today is for those that have a hard time stepping up and saying a hard thing, having a hard conversation. Hold hands with your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. neighbor. I, know I know you may have, you may have some pressure points. With people that you love. love. Say, but with God, God, you can handle it. And you can get through this. this. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that it has found us. And with such simplicity, God, you have taught us today, Lord, how to manage difficult situations with people that are close to us, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that your wisdom that flowed today, Lord, begins to permeate our minds down into our hearts, God. Lord, first, Lord, that we won't sin against you, Lord, but that we will manage the gift of relationship that you have given us, God. Lord, we can't do this thing on our own, God. And so the enemy wants to drive wedges between those that we are closest to because he knows that our next level of effectiveness and efficiency, God, It's tied not only to you, God, but to those that we are connected to. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I pray a spirit of peace and resolution in our spirits, God, that from this moment on, Lord, we won't let difficult situations and awkwardness sit around and fester and grow, God. But we will be quick 
to come to the table of resolution, God. That we'll be quick to come and reason with our brother and reason with our sister. Lord, because I, we know that you've called us for, ne- for connectivity with each other. And how can two walk together except? They agree. Lord, I pray for those that are, that, that are the bashful types, that are the introverts, that are the ones that, 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 that operate in fear, don't want people to be upset, Lord. Lord, you just ask us to be obedient and leave the results up to you, God. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that a, that a spirit of boldness comes into the hearts and the minds of your people, God. That a spirit of boldness, I bind up timidity, God. I bind up fear and and wayward minds trying to think about all all the scenarios that could happen, God. And allow us to be that piece of iron that will sharpen the other piece of iron, God. And Lord, when we mend our relationships and when we set our parameters and we find out the state and we reconcile things God I believe that we are set in our place ourselves in position God to be used by you for your anointing to flow and for peace to reign in our lives God would you just bless our neighbor God Lord as, as we start thinking about the relationships that we have and the conversations we need to have and, and the decisions that we need to make Lord I thank you Lord that your peace will just, just rest and rule God the peace that passes of all the standing will guard our hearts and our minds God Lord we love you we thank you Lord and we'll leave from this place Lord more determined Lord to not only be hearers of your word but to be doers as well. God, we love you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, give God a praise if you were were blessed by that word. Come on, hug somebody and tell them you can handle it. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.